welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey detailers, just wanted to let you know that Mobile Tech Expo Orlando is open for registration. Go to mobiletechexpo.com and use code PINTS for 15% off for being in the community. Hurry before they fill up. Go to mobiletechexpo.com and use code PINTS for 15% off. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another Mogi Motivation. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for taking time. It looks like you're in your new spot. You got your menthols out. You're ready to go. Uh, it, do you do those for the customers or, uh, you know, with the customers? Which one? You know what? Those were going to be, I got a, like a huge box of them for free because somebody I know works for the company. And I had them a while ago. I was putting them in, but I, we just do like lifesaver mints now. Yeah. So those okay. are just extra. I just found them when we were moving. So I don't know how old they are, actually. They probably are pretty old. The, the commercials when they came out back were super hilarious. Mythos, you know, like they would pop one and be like, and a ching, like, oh, it was the cheesiest. It was the best. So, uh, Mark, tell us uh, where you're at now and uh, walk us back, you know, briefly remind us who you are. Uh, for those that are in the community, they know who you are, but uh, somebody tuning in uh, new might not know your story. So give us, give us a quick 30 second story, you know, where you came from and then let us know where you're at now in the, in the new facility. Yeah, so basically to sum it up, I started uh, when I was 17, uh, started it just cleaning cars and uh, cleaned my own posts on Facebook, made a business page out of my parents' house, was doing it, uh, not mobile, just out of their garage. And then uh, got a shop space this spring, uh, about 30 minutes away from where I live, so a whole new market, had to dive into that and then uh, decided to make the jump and get a bigger shop space, 2,800 square feet now. And that's about 10 minutes away from the old location, but it's in a, a, a nice clientele area. Um, can do about four to five cars at a time and, and store more vehicles. And that, that's best for us when we're doing corrections and coatings and they have the cure overnight. We got that extra space to do the interiors and exteriors throughout the next day without having to not have anything booked because we have no room. So how long did you spend in your parents' garage detailing cars? Uh, it was about a year and a half. Um, was working on the weekends during high school and I had a couple other jobs. I had a job at Jimmy John's full time and I was on the fire department. And uh, so it was just like a weekend thing or at like four o'clock on Fridays I'd start and I just, you know, I missed high school football games and stuff like that and just work and uh, I ended up catching up with the friends later that night. But um, you know, I wanted to work instead and build a business and build a brand name and end up changing my name uh, about a year into the business just because I wanted to and a whole new brand look. It was just went from like using free software online to actually like designing my own logo and coming up with a, a solid brand and some color schemes and a, a solid set with fonts and stuff like that. So it's pretty uh, generalized on everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always a good step to uh, go ahead and get, get up from the free stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it, but it, it helps to get a free one. And then when they put their stuff on the bag, it's like, ah, well, yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah, did. I mean, so a year and a half, a year and a half in your uh, parents' garage. And I think even you, if I remember right, uh, the path to your parents' garage 
wasn't exactly the most detail friendly. So it, it's not just that you were asking people to come to your parents' garage to drop off the car. It was also they had to go down through a long gravel and dirt road, right, to get there and uh, didn't oh, yeah. make it very user friendly. Walk us through some of those uh, circumstances and what was it like trying to continue to go when the odds weren't really in your favor? It was hard. Um, thankful to be able to start in my hometown and have a lot of friends and family back in me and, you know, a lot of interior details. So obviously the interior is not going to get dirty when you're driving down a dirt road on the way out. But yeah, it's about uh, two miles from uh, where we lived and uh, to get there, dirt road. And, you know, some days there was appointments scheduled out and it was muddy or they'd come pick it up and it was dirt. Like, no matter what, rain or shine or dry, it's going to be dirty when they pull it away. So you, you come and come and send a hundred bucks on the next year detail and they're leaving, you know, it's, it, it better be good when they see it because it better last by the time they get off that dirt road and not be dirty. I mean, I, I had my first coding jobs, correction jobs there, a thousand plus dollars before spending and they're pulling away and having their car get dirty. I, if it was me, I wouldn't do it. Gosh, I don't know what people were thinking, but thank God someone believed in me because I wouldn't be here if they didn't. Um, but it was, it was difficult for sure. Um, I would just not tell anybody until they got there and they just overcome the fear that there was a dirt road and they'd bring it eventually. Except for I had two people that like one called me and he's like sitting at like the verge where it turns dirt. And he's like, Hey man, sorry, I'm going to have to cancel. I was like, Oh, why? And he's like, this car, none of my cars ever have touched a dirt road. And they never will. And they're all like high end exotics. And it was the first like super nice car and he canceled on me. And you know, I understood. I said, that's why I understand. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I was waiting for this moment and it hasn't happened in a year. So I'm surprised it finally happened, but I'm glad it finally happened and got it over with. And then uh, that was when I started to rethink what I need to do with the business and where I need to take it because uh, the parents weren't moving anytime soon and I uh, needed, uh, needed to get out of there. And, you know, I just was working a lot. So, I mean, working at home, you're never going to stop. So it was good for me to finally get a place and actually be able to say, all right, I'm leaving at six o'clock at the shop and not stay there until 1 a.m. And, there's a lot of long nights and uh, definitely it was fun though, for sure. So a year and a half there, what was the time where, I remember at one time you're like, okay, I got to get, right? And that's what you're saying there. There was this moment where you're like, okay, I've got to go. But then you, you held on. And I think it was going into a slower season, right? Into the cold. And I was like, yeah. okay, we'll do it in the spring. So you gave yourself, you know, I think somewhere like six months or something, but then you still bolted a little early uh, you know, because you found that spot. Uh, yeah. What was it like trying to not really get to do what you were wanting to do, but have the idea of something that you were going to get to do? You know, you have an itch. It's like you want it, and you just got to be cautious on pulling the trigger with stuff. Uh, you got to really think it out. You got to plan it out. As much as I just wanted to say, like, I'm doing it now, it was, you know, let's look at all the other options in the area. Let's, let's go around in that radius and see if there's anything cheaper, if there's anything better. Is there anything nicer, newer? Um, and then you have the whole side of, what is this gonna cost me? I'm coming from rent free. Um, I don't pay my parents a dime for anything and rent. So I gotta be able to make up that 900 bucks a month that I was gonna be paying. So, you know, am I, am I gonna be used to that? And I'm used to getting this much money in a month and now I'm only gonna be making $200 extra. Like I gotta, I gotta start either upping my services costs doing more. I gotta, I gotta be doing something with this business in order to make up the extra money on top of what I'm making now. So, uh, you have to challenge that out utilities. I mean, there's a lot to go through. Uh, I never even knew about getting a shop location. It was, it was a lot to, you know, the cost of just a couch and just the 
the necessity is to have a little area when people walk in that they feel like it's a nice area and it's not scrummy. So I did go a little all out and I think I charged my credit card about $4,000 in order to make it a nice setup that I had. And it was, uh, I think it was worth it because a lot of compliments came through that door when they walked in, uh, you get a professional feel in order for people to spend the, the expensive jobs and even just the little hundred dollar, $150 details. They were, they felt like they were taken care of when they came in because how nice it was kept up and, there's a little area for them if they did want to wait and coffee was always ready for them. So spending the money for me was worth it for sure. I'm big on uh, how clients feel when they come into my shop. So you, uh, a lot of that stuff, you moved over to this shop, right? Yeah, a lot of it I did. And I did spend quite a few more money on this one too, uh, more than I'd want to, but um, it'll, I think it'll all be worth it. And, you know, I saved up for a reason and invested some more personal money and uh, it'll, it'll definitely all be worth it. This winter might be a little slow, but I think in, in general to me, um, when I walk into a place and it, it's the way set up the way my shop is, I feel welcome. Uh, I've been to tent shops and stuff, getting stuff done. And I know a good shop when I walk into it or a good place. I mean, the places I go to, I wouldn't say they're high end places, but they're places that like me and they're going to take care of me and they'll walk in, they'll know me by name. Um, I like those kind of places. I don't like where you walk in and they'll get to you in a minute and just go ahead and have a seat on one of those old ugly chairs. Um, I'm all for saving money and stuff, but when it comes to someone spending quite a few, I mean, not everybody coming in here is spending a thousand dollars. When that when that job comes, I I better have this place like they're spending their money not just on their car, but on what else is in this shop and how it's set up. And uh, I feel that if I was one spending the thirteen hundred dollars on a correction and coding or whatever the cost may be, even a hundred fifty dollar detail, they're going to be blown away when they walk in compared to the guy that's spending a lot of money. He's going to say, okay, it's worth it. And the cheap one's going to be like, wow, I really got a lot out of this. This is a nice place. I'm going to come back. I'm going to leave good reviews. So Yeah, it's, it's uh, overall part of your customer experience. Yeah, and that's, that's what I built this business around is the customer experience rather than actually what they get. And that's a part of it too, but I'm more of uh, perception on what the customers feel. So that, that's big on me is the reviews and stuff like that. And it's just the way my business is built. Cool. So we're talking motivation here. And so what I like about what we've done is we've kind of built up and told the story that, you know, how you got to where you're at, you know, what it took, what views you have of your company. Thinking back to, you know, when you first started and in high school and you said you missed those games and you said, you know, you sacrifice stuff. So different young guys when they're starting off, whether it's high school, whether it's out of high school, whether it's a lot of people now have, uh, you know, started a career or started doing something and they'd always wanted to detail or they'd like to detail. And now they find themselves in a place where, you know, it's a, it's a good time to get into the detailing business. Right? It, uh, they might've had a problem with another job with the economy. Maybe there's people that we're talking to that I'm getting a feedback. Is that better? I haven't got one yet. You still get one? I feel like I am. I was getting an echo. Uh, the, there's people that we talk to that, uh, yeah, I'm still getting this. Must be on your end unless it's, I'm just on an iPad, so there's no external speaker. Anything Must like be. That. Well, apologize for everybody listening. I feel like I'm hearing an echo. But maybe try and turn the volume down. Volume's like all the way down. Can you hear yourself? Yeah, I was going to be me. I'm going to turn mine down. I can't hear you now. There we go. All right. Um, so some of the guys that we've been talking to, girls, either way, um, they, they might have even lost their job from, the, you know, from their company closing. 
right? I mean, there's nothing they could have done. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you were in the movie theater business or if you were in the travel industry. I mean, there's so many people that now find themselves in a situation where, well, I don't want to go work for the man, right? Is what everybody always says, right? So yeah. I want to go be the man. Uh, might not understand the amount of sacrifice that goes into running a business and even a small business that's so micro as being a mobile detailer or a shop owner detailer or a detailer out of a garage, right? There's so much that goes into it. What's some of the things that you would give wisdom wise from a year and a half ago when you would sacrifice and sacrifice and have dreams and sacrifice that uh, might encourage some guys that are in that same situation now? Yeah. Um, I mean, even to this day, I'm sacrificing. It's just something you do as a business owner. Um, no getting into it. You're going to be working a lot. Uh, if you're not one that has work ethic, then I would just drop out now and go work somewhere else. Um, it's going to require a lot. It's going to be uh, a lot of your time. If you actually care about the business and want it to grow and um, have any sort of smarts on that, and you're going to be spending a lot of time after you're done detailing doing stuff for it. You're going to be redesigning stuff constantly. You're going to be creating the business to what you want it to be. Um, some people settle for the little, some people go big. Um, my biggest thing would be just know that you're going to have to work. Um, it's, you know, I came from the idea too, like I want to work for myself and everything and you know, I'm going to make my own hours. Well, guess what? Your own hours are going to be 13, 14, 15 hours a day. Um, it doesn't, if you love it, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, if you really like doing it, it's fun. It's real. It's really fun. It still is fun. I mean, I have days where I'm like, shit, this sucks. I don't want to do it. I want to quit. And then you'll get over in a day. It's just a lot. It's a lot of stress sometimes, but, um, what were those things that made you go, fuck it. I just want to, I'm done. Um, uh, financial decisions on getting shops and stuff. I mean, it all comes down to that usually, or if I'm just beat to crap from detailing so much, uh, body sore, I'm a firefighter as well. So I mean, if, if I've had a rough week or something, it, it's going to suck on my body and I'm, you know, you just want to stop. Yeah. But you just got to keep pushing and, you know, have some people to talk to and express your thoughts to, and, you know, usually they'll be there and be like, yeah, well, why'd you tell me a week ago that this is your lifeline? You're never going to stop because you love it. And then you're like, you know what I do? So it, it comes down. I mean, it's just like with everything. I mean, I'm sure it's the same with relationships and marriage and stuff is, you know, sometimes there's hard days and you just got to get through them. Uh, friendships, there's hard days you argue. I mean, it's just like arguing with your friend. You're going to have tough days with the business. So uh, I guess just knowing that it's going to be tough sometimes, I mean, that's just a given. So just push through it. I mean, you'll hear it in podcasts. If you listen, obviously you're listening to this, you've got the right place to listen to, but just knowing it's going to be tough and push through it. I mean, it's, we've all been in, basically all been in your shoes. I haven't been in everybody's yet, but I'm sure you'll be in the ones I've been in and, uh, there's been a lot of uh, areas where I'm like, am I the only one that has experienced this? And then I start listening. I'm like, no, I mean, everybody's experienced this. And if you, if you can push through it, then you're going to be one of the successful ones. Uh, and I think you, it's a lot of great wisdom there. I mean, it, there's, there's a lot to be said for literally just running the marathon, right? Like you, you push, but as you continue to push, you don't necessarily push in the same way right? Some of the early struggles don't continue to be struggles later on. And, and as you grow, then there's new struggles, right? There's, there's never a moment of not having struggles mm-hmm. that I've known, right? There's moments I like to call it kind of surfing, right? You, you paddle out, you know, you, 
you're having to really work at sometimes and then you sometimes you're kind of hanging out and then every once in a while you get to ride this wave well that wave isn't always really really long you know sometimes that wave's really short but you at least get a break where you're not you know don't don't misunderstand me right it's not that you're you're not not working mm -hmm. it's just that that the push through that the the stress or the the struggle or the the climb or however it is that you want to define it just gets to be cool for a moment you get to enjoy the process the life yeah. the journey you get to enjoy like absolutely you, some people call it a you you come up for air right mm -hmm. you know uh, then you go back to the grind i don't like to call it a grind you know it just to me it creates too much negative i like to call it a climb like it's mm -hmm. it's the process of going up to where you want to go there's moments where you're right you're just like Ugh. But then there's a lot of moments where once you get through that, you get to like go, ooh, you know, like why do people surf? They, they work so hard to get out there for what, two minutes? Hell, I was watching some people when we did a training at the pop-up uh, training over at Justin Lobato's and some different mm -hmm. ones over in Florida. And we've gone up and down through Florida. And you go out and you watch some surfers, they're only up for five seconds. Like, I mean, it, they paddle back out and stay up for five, 10 seconds. It's like, wow, you know, it's a lot of work for just a moment. Well, those moments are what you really want, I think, in business so far in my career is having those moments of writing where everything's going right, you know, money goes in, money goes out. So to me, that's not the, the big overall, you know, defining of if your career is going well. How's your business? How's your operations? How's your, your marketing? How's everything? How's the whole piece working? And then when it's all there for a moment and you go, that's the cool stuff. Yeah. So Mark, uh, how long are you going to be at this location? What, uh, what's your future plans? What's, uh, what's so special about where you're at now? Uh, plan is to be here for at least three years. We signed the lease for, um, I say we, it's just a business thing. I've, turned myself into, but it's, I, I'm the sole proprietor owner only okay. put in money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. when I say we, it's just something I've turned myself into saying, mm -hmm. and so customers feel, I mean, I've got employees now, so I've, we have to establish ourselves as a company, but, uh, signed it for three years, uh, with contingent in there that we can extend it to any length we want at the same rate we're at. So there's goals to stay here uh, as long as everything works out, uh, the location's prime in a nice place. Uh, the, the price is unbeatable. Um, we're in, we're gonna be able to fit four or five cars, uh, compared to one that we usually able to. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely, uh, expansion here. We could have three to four employees possibly working on four vehicles at one time. So, uh, there's, there's areas to expand here at the last place we were at a dead halt. I mean, fitting another employee in there was not going to be possible, uh, with more vehicles and stuff like that. It just wasn't going to happen. I mean, we crammed two in there and it'd be like, butt to butt and you want to be able to open doors. Yeah, I get it. So what's some of the, you as a, as a young guy looking across the industry, uh, what is it that you're looking to do with this, you know, this big location? Are you going to stay focused? Are you going to start to diversify? What, what's your, what's your, what's your game plan? Uh, looking to stay focused for now um, with our bread and butter is just detailing. Uh, there's going to be plans to bring on like tinting or PPF, and uh, kind of a styling aspect, maybe some uh, some small vinyl wrapping and stuff like that. But 
Uh, I think that's all future down the line, at least uh, wait till next year. But I'm thinking definitely uh, tinting is something I want to bring on. Um, I've had a lot of people ask, you know, I mean, I'm just not going to push anything. It's not going to be like we're doing this and we're going to try to push it hard. I mean, this tinting is something a lot of customers have asked us to do. So um, we're just going to take ideas from what people say without even setting up surveys. But when the time comes and we're ready to do it, uh, we'll definitely send on an email survey and just kind of ask our clients that have been with us, um, or at least if we have them in the system, um, send on a survey and say, what services would you be interested in? Um, I, strong feeling it's going to be tint um, with PPF being more of a high-end thing. It'd be hard to sell, uh, but tinting is definitely something that people want. It's quick service. You get the person trained right, spend the money, you can get it done. If you got two people on it, an hour or two, a full car. So um, that's 200 some dollars. So, I mean, it, it, it's a moneymaker um, in my eyes. So it's something we're going to bring out eventually. For now, we're sticking with bread and butter, uh, interior, exterior detailing, basic stuff like that. And then some paint correction and coatings uh, is what I do in the shop and slowly training the employee. Um, not going to rush his training on that at all. It's just something I, I take serious as the coatings and stuff. Um, I think he's able to do Y wax by himself, but um, he's still a little iffy on it. So he's done a few, but I'm always here to check those jobs and go over high spotting. And this is more of a vision thing for him is seeing uh, the, the high spots or when it's ready to get off. And so, I mean, it's, it's a uh, growing process of what we're going to add and everything. But for now, just the detailing is uh, probably what we're going to stick with. All right, cool. So, you know, looking back at, you know, where you were a year and a half ago, where you're at now, where you want to be, um, there's got to be things that you do, um, uh, part of your regular routine, or it could also be just in the moment you need to go get some motivation. So, how do you, as a, uh, as a young guy, young detailer, that's also a fireman and said, you know, got a ton on your plate already, but you know, it's, that's what you like to do. But you know, how do you go find the motivation that you need? It's hard, you know, um, I guess the way to look at it sometimes is I look at the successes I've had. Um, I look at from where I came from where I'm at now. And a lot of the time I just don't appreciate it and what I've been given in my life and the business is how, how great we've, we've been able to grow so quick. In my mind, it's, it's not what I've wanted. I, you know, I always want better. Um, and that's just, you're never going to fulfill yourself. So um, just, I guess, looking back at your successes and knowing, you know, I, I've, I've done something, you know, I've done good. If that doesn't help, I always go to YouTube or Gary Vee. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, just, just getting that, re, uh, that, that back in your head, I mean, it's, it's, you're never going to just be able to run off your own motivation, I think. I think you need someone to, or a video at least, and to let you know, I mean, to just stay pushing and that basically you're not the only one. And as long as you listen to those videos or podcasts, you, you'll find out you're not the only one and you'll keep going and realize, you know, any, any business, I mean, you can take even a celebrity business that they started after they were a celebrity they just, you can't just walk through it. I mean, they, there's definitely times, whether or not they're doing it or their team's doing it, there's times where it's going to be tough. And, you know, whether or not they're a celebrity, they got millions of followers, they make a makeup company. They're, it's not just going to be sound like that. Like, there's going to be an issue with it. So, um, you know, everybody's got them, no matter how much money you get, no matter how little money you get, you, you definitely need motivation for whatever you're doing. Just in general life, too. I mean, some days you have bad days and you just got to, find something to listen to. I, I always go to YouTube and type in some motivation and just, I plug it in uh, while I'm at the gym or on the way to work and or just, just chilling and just usually motivates me and gets me pumped again and keeps that drive going. So, okay. So you, you listen to motivational speeches. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, I mean, I just look up different things on YouTube, and it's usually just a bunch of speeches put together with some background music. And um, basically, like the famous people, uh, Eric Thomas, you know who he is, Tony Robbins, um, all those types of people just talking at conventions or to people and uh, basically just saying, like, just keep going. Um, yeah. You know, it's not going to be easy. And if you're going to quit, then you're just one of the people that's going to fail. I, I know you and I also share a like for the uh, Gary V audio experience. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I also find great motivation from him. He doesn't like to be known as a motivational speaker, uh, but, uh, but he is quite motivational just simply from coming from where he's been and where he's at. You know, that I think anybody that wants to climb is going to always need some motivation. It uh, doesn't matter if you uh, think you need it or not. There's many times you're just going to need it. So that's why we want to do these quick little Mogi motivationals. So, Mark, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to hop on and sharing some motivation for uh, young detailers, old detailers, anybody that likes to clean cars uh, that is trying to climb and grow their business. You know, you, you've given a lot of good information. Uh, where do people find you on social? Uh, new Instagram name, Precision Auto Novi, and that's just N-O-V-I at the end. Uh, changed the name to the new city location, and before it was weird having to tell people there's a dot in the name. So it's just Precision Auto Novi on Facebook. It's Precision Auto Detailing online. It's PrecisionAutoNovi.com. And then on uh, anything else, you just look up Precision Auto Detailing, Novi or Michigan or anything like that. We're the only one in Michigan, so it'll, it should come up. But uh, Precision right. Auto Nova is a new Instagram message. I mean, uh, I'll be willing to answer as long as I got the time. It might take a couple of days, but um, I've had a lot of people message me before um, from TikTok I made, and you know, I try to answer everything, everyone I can, do the best I can with that because I was in that position before, and a lot of other people helped me out. So it's it's the right thing to do. So did you just let everybody know what your TikTok is, or no? You know, I gotta check. I don't know what TikTok. Ah, oh, there we go. I don't post a lot. Oh, I don't even have my other phone. I think it's just precision auto detail or something like that. Um, look it up. I have no idea what it is, honestly, but uh, I have the wrong phone with me. But yeah, there's a TikTok. There's a few videos. I'm not big on it. Uh, you can make money on it now, though. I know one of my buddies in Oklahoma, he's eight, 18, 19, my age too. He's making like 20, 30 bucks every two weeks or something off TikTok. He just posts like the satisfying ones or like how old he is and what his business is and I think it's a million views every now and then. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, Mark. Thank you again for your time and thanks for being part of the community. And man, it's awesome to see your climb and just want you to know we, we support you. We love you and hope you keep growing, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't have done it without this podcast for sure. All right, man. Have a great night. Yeah, you too. See you, bro. See ya. <laughs>